brand and you have this mark that really is very, very um, individual, people know what this brand is about. They know what to expect. And to show you, and this is what Hannah was talking about, to show you guys what the power of branding actually does and what things look like and how that changes things. Imagine if this was the school of integrity feeling. You would immediately be like, this is a preschool. This is like healing for babies. They're going to be out in nature playing with the bees and the flowers. Um, but it's not. <laughs> and so if Hannah had branded this way and was still trying to charge uh, $10,000 plus for services, you'd be like, that's ridiculous. This is for babies. So it really does show how powerful branding can be for what you expect, not only for the um, experience that you're going to have, but what you think you're going to be paying for that experience, the level of luxury you're getting, and everything like that. Let me just check the chat really quickly. This is baby CEO. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Another great way to explain branding is that a well-recognized brand is like a familiar face that evokes emotions and builds lasting connections with your audience. So this one's going to be a little bit trickier, but do you guys know what... Oh, recording is now in progress. Um, do you guys know what brand this is? Just by this color, this might be a little bit more difficult. Is it at home? No, but that's close. I'm going to say think jewelry. Tiffany's. Yep, exactly. There we go. Everyone's like, yeah. What about that one? I just made like a slightly harder level of the game logos for you guys. This one is Barbie. And then this is like literally Barbie's hex code color. But now it's like, now you, you're you like, wow, it's like, you see it. And then this one, you may or may not get, but it's definitely something that all of us use at least maybe once a day, if not once every other day. Google, exactly. So you guys can now see how once I said, yes, this is Barbie, yes, this is Google, the familiarity comes through. So this is the power of having a brand that then is represented by things that are very individualized, very personalized, and allows people to really connect with those specific colors, fonts, logos, things like that. And so it really does create when done properly, your brand, it does create a positive representation of an association with your company, your expertise, the things that you offer in the minds of your audience members. And so branding is really your company's identity, but it could also be a personal representation if you are the, the brand, the company. So say you are a model and you're representing yourself, like your brand would be a personal representation, whereas company looks a little bit different. Um, but if you are, and I think most of you guys listening are service providers, if you are a company that provides services, but you personally are part of the delivery of the services, your brand should be an extension of you in some way, shape or form, because you and your personality and the way that you bring things to the forefront and give that experience to your people is you. And so your brand should showcase that as well. And when done properly and strategically, your brand just in general is designed to help you stand out.
So it's not surprising that a lot of people think that branding is just colors, fonts, logos, and a website, but really branding is so much more. It is the personality, the identity that it's representing. It's the brand voice, the content that you're creating, the education, the value, the conversations that you're having with people, the experience you give. There's a lot of psychology behind how you're bringing everything together, the photos, the elements, the videos, the marketing material, the gifting, the packaging, the cohesion, everything. There is so much that goes into making a brand so, so powerful. And I want you guys to understand that it's it's you're on a good start if you start with colors, fonts, logo, and a website. But if that's all you have, there is not that much backing the strength and the durability of your brand. So something that you may or may not be happy about is that um, you have a brand, whether you realize it or not, whether you've worked on it or not, you have a brand. And so the question is, is it working for you or is it working against you? And the way to tell that is that if it's working for you, it's building your authority, it is helping others market for you, and then it's also helping you gain influence. And the really interesting thing about branding is that it allows you to control the narrative of how others not only perceive you, but experience you, really creating an experience for your people. And that is the art of entrepreneurial influence. So I know I'm going really, really fast. This is just how I teach, but you guys will have the um, recording to go back to if you miss anything or need, need it a second time. But if you're in the building the authority part of your um, brand building, this is really like the core of that process, right? Like you're building your authority first and you're the one doing a lot of the work. And then once your brand is, I'll go back so that you can see the the trajectory. Once your brand is really built, then it starts to do the work for you and the people that you have spoken to start to market for you and that brings you out a little bit more. And then after that and you're like I'm ready to expand, that's when you go into gaining influence. But you need to have that strong strategic core to build your authority in order to get to that bigger place. So when you're building your authority, we're going to look at two different things. Obviously, there are so many things that go into this, but two main things are visuals and content. And so the visuals are obviously the visual part of the content. And then the content itself is like the meat of what you're educating on, things like that. And so for an example, I wanted to show you the before and after of working with one of my clients. Jen was actually one of my first clients that I've ever worked with, which was amazing. And she has a fitness business. So you could see on the left, she was posting about different workouts and things like that. But all of the photos and videos were like at home photo shoots. Whereas on the right, she really had a solidified brand and was able to get professional photos done and really make the whole thing pretty cohesive and organized. So you can see that professional photos amplify your professionalism, of course, but enhance and support the messaging that you're putting out there. And it elevates the experience of what people have um, when they interact with your brand. And the way that I like to think about whether it's social media, whether it's your website, however it is, Think about you going onto those pages as walking into a boutique. So if you were to walk into a boutique and it was, you know, you're, you're expecting all of these clothes to be everywhere, but if nothing was really folded and all of the colors were all out of alignment and some kid is running around and their dog is eating food in the background and their grandma's screaming from the back, you know, room or whatever, you'd be like, this is a bit chaotic. I think I need to leave. I don't know how I'm going to move around here. 
But then if you go into a boutique and you walk in and everything is perfectly folded and the colors go in rainbow order and you can tell like places are labeled where jewelry is versus where clothes are versus, you know, where you could check out. And the person that comes and welcomes you is just really, really excited that you're there. It's a different environment. It's a different experience. It's a different atmosphere that allows you to feel comfortable walking in and having a greater experience. And what having some type of cohesion, it doesn't need to be this huge elaborate aesthetic feed, but having this organization and having the professional photos and the graphics allows that organization to be there, which is welcoming for the people coming to your pages. And so when you're putting graphics together, it's making the concepts that you're talking about a bit easier to digest. And like I said, creates that visual cohesion and organization, which says, hey, you're welcome here. Come in. It's not chaotic. It's actually really common and, and organized. And we got we have our shit together. Right. So it tells people, hey, come on and hang in, hang in there. And it also makes things easier to remember and understand. So like if you had looked at the the left hand um, example, the before example, you would look at that and you'd say, you know, okay, she's a she's like a, a gym coach, a, a fitness coach. But I don't know, you know, what I can do. How do I connect with her? How does what? You know what I mean? Like you, there's not much to really take away and tell other people about. But on the right hand side, you say, all right, she's got her shit together. She's doing all these different workouts. She's got educational content there for me. I remember these colors. These colors look really beautiful together and they they stand out because I never really see a fitness coach using purple and yellow and blue and all of that all together. So I'm totally going to remember her. And when someone asks, maybe I bring them to her page. But of course, visuals will only take you so far, right? So you need to have the meat of the content that you are you're, um, giving to people. So your messaging needs to be on point. It needs to educate your audience and position you as the expert. And you'll know that your content starts to do this when people start to come to you and ask questions when they could have easily just asked that question to Google or ChatGPT and get, get an answer. So once you start to notice that people are asking you these questions that are specifically based on your level of expertise, that's when you know that your content is starting to really work for you. And then if you have any type of intellectual property, so this would be frameworks or processes that you have created and brought together, it not only makes you individual and stand out in your industry, but it also helps enhance your thought leadership and thought leadership of your industry as a whole and make your name known there. And then when I'm thinking about content more of video wise, whether it's a live or um, like a reel or anything like that. Your audience gets to have that experience of how you operate, how you coach, what it's like to be in your energy and your atmosphere. And so really combining the content and the visuals when done strategically and properly, it really does help build your authority. So once you've got all of that, like I was saying, that's like the core foundation of this, this little ecosystem we're creating. Then we're going to think about, okay, how can my brand start to actually do the work for me? Because your brand is going to speak for you when you're not in the room. So you want to make sure that not only does it speak properly for you, but it's going to start the sales process for you and it's going to bring people in. So having other people market for you is a really great way to kind of tell that 
this is the next stage that you've jumped into. So you want to make sure that your information and your testimonials are really, really clear. So when you're thinking about key information, this is information that people can easily share about you and you want to make sure that they're saying it correctly. So repeat it a lot. So you want to make it known where to find you, where to find more information about what you do and how they can work with you and maybe where you're featured, right? So like if it could be your own channels, but it could also be channels from other people like podcasts and things like that. And also just make it easy to remember who you serve, how you serve, your USP, which is your unique, your unique selling proposition, basically what makes you different and why people should go to you versus you know other people in your industry. And then also what makes you fun, relatable, or different. Because especially after the pandemic, people have been changing the way that they purchase. So they want to purchase from people that they really feel a connection towards and that they know. So make sure that even though you're pushing all of this business information, you will still have some little pillars that make people think of you and think of you as a friend in some way, shape or form. And as far as testimonials, of course, whenever testimonials um, come in, take screenshots of them, post them, show people the, the transformation you're providing other people. You want to use some key metrics and numbers. So if you think about it, um, in the beginning of this presentation, I mentioned, you know, I have a master's degree in strategic communication. I've helped over 70 people and built over 35 brands um, worldwide. So that not only boosted my authority and my credibility, but it made you say, okay, she knows her stuff. She's got her shit together. I trust her. Let me hear what she has to say. So once you have different metrics like this, start sharing them. And along with that, share some case studies. People love stories because it helps them like really connect with what you're saying and remember the trajectory of what happened. And so when you have testimonials that is really a before and an after transformation, be sure that you're sharing those. And this also includes sharing your story. Usually when you're coaching, it's because you've gone through something and you've created it and you might actually be your, like past you is your current ideal client. So you speaking about your story and your transformation can be really, really powerful in getting people to actually work with you and connect with you. And then once you've noticed that, you know, other people are marketing for you, there's more business coming in, you might want to start tapping into even bigger audiences, having a bigger reach that you didn't think that you could get before. So you're going to do this and gain influence this way by networking and through the press. So networking is really all about building connections. I think sometimes we, like with a lot of other people, have heard that networking has to be, you know, you're in a suit and tie and you have to go to these fancy dinners and all that stuff. Networking can just be going and, you know, meeting people that are working at the same coffee shop as you, building connections with these people, because this quote um, explains it perfectly in that people will forget what you said. People might forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So make sure that you are always giving, giving, giving before asking for anything. You're being yourself and you're making it fun and easy to remember you. And this is really a long-term game. Don't necessarily go to networking events being like, I want to be on five podcasts, so I need to make friends with five people who have podcasts and ask them to be on blah, 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 blah. It's like, yes, you could do that. But when you're creating connections, you're in it for the long-term game. So make sure that you follow up because a lot of people drop the ball here and you're missing out on really, really great connections you can have for a lifetime. And then moving into kind of press is 
becoming known outside of your audience and leveraging other people's audiences to spread the word of what you're doing and the impact that you make. So this would look like podcasts, magazines, blogs, articles, books, things like that, collaborations, events, or speaking engagements. And the thing is, you might look at that and say, okay, Karen, well, that's PR. How does that deal with branding? If your brand is not solid, any of that press is not going to give you the return on the investment of your time, of your money to be in the press. If people are not going to look at your business and see a brand that stands out, is powerful and really authentic and shares what you do. So you want to make sure that back going back two slides, like you're building that authority and you're having that strong um, brand before actually going out and doing all of these things. Otherwise, it's not going to as I said, give you the ROI you're looking for. So now that we went through that, let's talk about how you can build your influence based on where you are right now. So if you're kind of in the building stage, this looks like you either haven't built a brand yet, like you haven't taken the time or invested the money in building a brand, or you have a brand, but it's not necessarily clear, cohesive, or isn't doing that work for you. You don't see the money and the business coming in as much as you know you could be. So this is really where you need a brand strategist and or graphic designer, and that's where I can help you out. If you're in, you know, my, I have a strong brand, but I want it to start doing the work for me, this is going to look like your business and your brand is working and bringing in business and you've had success, but you're ready for more of that. You're going to need either a business strategist, business coach, potentially an OBM like Sharon. So she's going to be talking about that um, to really set up all the back end systems to make sure that any marketing and, and branding that you do brings in business and you can actually hold that business and onboard all of them. Or sometimes you might even need some type of marketing strategist to really help you leverage your brand to have it do more of the work for you. And then if you're at the area where you are looking to gain influence, your business is going to look like having a brand that is strong and authoritative in your, um, or an authority, not necessarily authoritative, um, in your current audience, and you're ready to expand to new audiences and grow and step into that next level of business. And that's where you're going to need PR support. So whether you are working with an agent and they're helping you with that, or you, you know, um, start working with someone who is like a PR coach and knows how to help you pitch to these people, that's where you're going to be. But make sure again, that your brand is really solidified because I, I know that when I was speaking with, um, different higher level influencers, they were like, I'm not having anyone on my podcast. I'm not having anyone speak on my event at my events, unless their brand is clear, you know, they have a, a well-known podcast or book and they have, you know, X, Y, and Z. So you want to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row type of situation before you jump into that influence level. So like I was saying, if you're in that building stage, that is my bread and butter and where I can really help you create something that feels really authentic and then helps you spread the word of what you're doing. So the reason that my approach is different than a lot of other people's approaches to brand builds is that mine is strategy led. Like I mentioned, I have a master's in strategic communication, and that really helped me understand how much actually goes into branding. And a lot of people, and this isn't incorrect, but a lot of people go to graphic designers first and they're like, I'm going to design all these things. I'm going to pick these colors and fonts, and then I'm going to like fo focus on my business. And it's like what your business is doing 
is what informs the colors. There's a lot of color psychology. There's a lot of font psychology. Like I was showing you guys with the School of Integrative Healing versus the School of Integrative Healing preschool style. Um, there's a lot of strategy that goes into the behind the scenes of building the business, which then colors how you choose the aesthetics of it. And that's how I approach doing brand builds. So if you're looking for um, like a brand build and you only go for graphic designers, you're only going to get the feel, the colors, the fonts, the logos, you know, elements, the, the visual art of it, which isn't incorrect, but I would definitely suggest doing the strategy portion first before going to someone to actually have them create all of that. Or if you want to do it all together, all at once, we can work together. But also if you're at this point where you're like, you know what, Corinne, I have a brand, but like, I don't, I could do a lot better with the visuals or I don't like designing, but I know I need to make visuals. How do I do this? That's something also that I can help you with. So I specialize in social media graphics, um, presentations and books and, and workbooks um, if for graphic design. As you guys can see, I've got Hannah's over there, um, but I've also worked in real estate, some just funny little things that I've created. Um, different workbooks, different presentations and social media graphics. So if this is something that you are looking for support in, I can 1000% help you as well. And so the way that people really, or the reason people really enjoy working with me is because the I'm understanding of the fact that your business is what colors all of the things. The vision that you have for the impact that you want to make, the legacy that you want to leave, is what is going to dictate what is in your brand and how your brand can support that growth and that trajectory for the next few years and five, three, five, ten years. You're definitely going to need rebrands and refreshes along the way, but having that solidified support is what people really find um, very beneficial. So if this is something that you feel like is where you're at right now in your business and you're looking for support, let me know. I would be absolutely happy to help you with that. Um, DMing me on Instagram works at Corinne.Eckert or emailing me at Corinne at CorinneEckert.com um, would be the easiest way to get in touch and we can totally chat about any of that stuff. Let me check the chat really quickly and then um, we can go into Q&A. So what, yes, Hannah said, once you have a strong brand, it's so much easier to sell anything within it. So, so, so true. And the Doge cover. Yes, I love that um, my friend had asked me to make a Vogue cover, but instead of that, we made Doge and we like to make funny little things. So I am happy to stop sharing and see if anybody has any questions. Um, let me know because we've got about five minutes if needed. I'll check the... Oh. I have the um, Facebook over here as well, and I completely forgot to check it the whole time. Thank you, guys. Um, great. Yes, the importance of real connection is so, so important. I know that I was talking to so many people about just networking and how so many people like to be card sharks in that they, they just go and they're like, here's my card. Ha, 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 ha. And there's no connection there in the beginning anyway. So it's like, why would I ever contact you? Um, and so being a card shark is not the best idea for really networking because also that reflects on your brand right like when you are think about like the first time you meet someone first impressions are huge second impressions or impressions are also huge like you still want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward when you're doing um any type of networking because that does color how people not only view you but view your brand and um that will stick into their head for a really long time 
any other questions or anything that I can um, answer for you guys before we jump on and I give it back to Hannah and Tam. Nope, I think we're good. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing. And of course, if you have any questions, just let me know on Instagram or or Facebook or email. <laughs> but thank you so much. And thank you, Hannah, for having me here too. Karine, that was amazing. That was super duper helpful. And I actually can't emphasize enough just to kind of piggyback off what Corinne said about, I mean, we're at the stage, I don't know what stage we're at because I don't teach on this, Corinne, but we're at the stage in business where enough people know of the School of Integrative Healing that it doesn't really matter if we're selling an in-person, if we're selling a business, if we're selling a one-to-one, -one, it's like they sell. And there was a stage in my business where we didn't have the brand right? Where it was so hard to sell like one thing. So we started with one product and it's when you build a brand, that's when you're able to sell multiple products, right? At multiple price points. And that's where like cash starts compounding. Yeah. Sorry. I kept clicking unmute and it wasn't unmuting. Um, but yes, 1000%. And honestly, I would say you're kind of on the cusp of like having people market for you and gaining that influence because you're doing the work to gain the influence, but you are a really great example of having a strong brand and having the brand work for you. Like you don't have to actively sell anything for like a month and you would still probably make close to six figures just because of the passive income that your brand allows. I am going to actually correct you on that. I still okay. sell every single day. And even oh, if you don't have to sell is my, is my point. But I, I think we're still in a stage where, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I, yeah, no, I'm going to correct you that I like, I, I want to make sure that we're always telling the truth here. Yeah. Um, it's the stage that we're at. It's easier to sell most products because, because of the brand. Because yeah. Of the brand, right. But I'm a big believer in the fact that consistent social media, consistent um, ways that you're getting in front of people, um, that's what really leads to sales. So for example, our audience is always hot because I'm always teaching. And you'll notice this, right? Even if I don't do social media for a few days, even if I don't do um, a free event for another month, right? We actually did try at the start of the year um, to pull back on free events and because we hadn't replaced it with anything else that's when we had a financial dip so it's a lot of people think this and this is a lot of people think that once you've got to a level of success maybe I don't have to do the free events anymore maybe I don't have to do social media anymore and maybe there's a level of less but it's like if you want to maintain high cash months you need to have replicable money making systems that you're consistent in always right? What I can do now is holidays and things and da, da, da. But we want to, even though if there is a brand, we want to make sure that we're consistent with social media strategy, with email marketing strategy, with uh, funnels, with all of these, all of these pieces. And there may be another stage, which is not a stage that I've reached, where you're so well known that maybe you don't have to do as much. But if you want to maintain high cash months, I think you've got to maintain money making activities. That's my two cents from where I'm at in business. For sure. And I think, I think in theory, it's one of those things where you look at it and your momentum is because you put in the work and that's a really beautiful thing. And I think what I've 
in incorrectly was trying to say was that like you can if you wanted to not work or not like hard sell for a week and there would still be people who understand and are viewing your sales pages and coming in and interested in buying from you and you have the ability to make money whether or not you do the work but your brand because you're showing up and your brand is so strong that like you there's no I mean hopefully in selling, there's no convincing energy anyway, but there's not that big of a leap that they have to take or that you have to help them take in order to sell. You say one or two things, or you say, Hey guys, this is on sale right now. Or this one's the one that we're, we're really focusing on for this month. And people are like, boom, yes, because I know Hannah, I know her brand and I trust it. And you've done a really great way of doing that. And I don't do sales calls very often. For those of you guys that had a sales calls with me, know that you're a unicorn <laughs> because I don't do sales calls. And I've been able to do that because of the brand and because people have built relationships. And we do have like affiliate pay and fools drop in randomly where we might not have been doing any direct marketing. And that's because we've got people that believe in the school, people that have been with us for a while. Um, and But I do really believe that it's the the consistent giving and the consistent teaching and the lives and everything that build this momentum right Mm -hmm. and it's so much easier to sell when we're in a state of momentum Mm -hmm. right big note on brand okay when we pivoted the business and we'll pass over to Sharon and maybe you can speak to this but when we pivoted the business and we changed the layout right going from lives to intensives we experienced an income dip even though we were doing all the same things why People trust me, people trust me, people trust me. I've been doing the same things for a trillion years. Oh, Hannah did something different. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Okay, and we had to rebuild trust. Mm. Okay, And that's a brand piece because suddenly I've pivoted and the brand's doing something that you're not used to it, the brand doing. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that just does speak to how powerful your brand was, but the fact that you were able to bounce back up in, in that short amount of time too shows that, okay, it was a dip. It wasn't like a full-on trajectory negatively like your brand was so strong yeah and is but it's just it's just a point of how important brand is and what people unconsciously think about you just by experiencing you and so the consistency in social media and materials and events that we do people unconsciously think Hannah is here (laughs) I mean she shows up (laughs) I invest in her she's not going to take my money and disappear and go on holidays you know but right. anyway thank you so much Karine. I thank love that you. um you could well, well we'll tag your your details so people can connect with you um if they want to build a brand um and I'm going to pass it over to Sharon so I guess yeah. thank you so much uh, let me unpin